Hey everybody, it's Tyler. Um, after Gion came back for the Game of Thrones episode a couple of weeks back, we were having this idea um, that we wanted to do a, a new podcast together because distance wasn't going to be a problem. So, that's what we're going to do this week. We're calling this one Mas Locos, and it's hosted by uh, Gian and Eugene down in Florida, and myself up here in New York City. Uh, this thing, it's a little bit more freeform than Off-Time Jive. Uh, we're leaving the nerd stuff for the other show. And this is more of like a free-flowing conversation type affair. And it gets a little bit offensive, so if you're scared of that kind of thing, I don't know, uh, maybe tune out, wait for Off-Time Jive, go, go back on Tumblr. Also, I call this one the second episode, um, and that's not true. This is most certainly the first episode, but mind your fucking business, dude. Alright. Hello and welcome to Mas Locos, episode dos. Uh, my name is Tyler Pino. Who the fuck are you two gentlemen? Eugene Galasso. Gian Gomez. Well, that's interesting. Um, how, how, how's your week's going, fellas? It's a Monday. It's a Monday. It is a Monday. So how was last week? Um, what happened last week? For the entirety of last week? Um, nothing much happened with me, to be honest with you. I got into Freaks and Geeks, and I, uh, watched all 15 episodes. So that's Really? How was that? It was great. It was great. It, you know that feeling that you have, um, when you watch a show like that, where it's like this, uh, this nostalgia for a time that you never lived in? You know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's, I had that feeling all the way through. Of course, I, uh, I developed a crush for the main character, uh, um, Seth Rogen. Well, yeah, no, actually, yeah. Uh, James Franco. James Franco, of right. course. Yeah. Oh, right. No, yeah. um, whatever her name is, though. What's her name? She's uh, Lizzie Borden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it was good though. And um, besides that, nothing much, man. Had a pretty decent weekend, you know. Did some kayaking. Went kayaking. Uh, went to the beach. Went to the comic book store. Went to uh, the mall and stopped by Hot Topic. How how is hot topic these days? We don't have that in New York. Well, I think there's one in Staten Island, but there's none in Manhattan. Um, it's the same. Um, they've kind of updated it a little bit. It's more of a clean, streamlined looking goth instead of like a messy looking goth store. And it seems yeah, like it's... all the women there that or all the people that work there are like like thirty something year old women. So. We walk- so it's basically the same people that were working there when we were actually in high school. I think so. And they've just gotten older. I think so. So we uh, we went in there um, just to kind of look around to see to get that feeling, that hot topic feeling, to have that '90s nostalgia, that feeling. Mm-hmm. And um, we wanted to find the Spencers, and so um, I asked them where the Spencers were. And the way that I asked them was, I'm like, we're in the market for cock rings. <laughs> We're looking for cock rings today. Me and my partner over here, of course, it was Steven. And um, it was surprising that their eyes just widened when I said it. Like, they were actually shocked. Like, these women who have a ton of, like, piercings and tattoos all over their bodies are were concerned about how many cock rings I wanted to get, and they felt dirty about it. Well, how it. many was that? I mean, was it a disconcerting number? Were you like, I need 6,000 cock rings? I told them that we are building up a collection of cock rings, and that I like to wear more cock ring 
than one at the same time, you know? Like, I'll put on three or four cock rings. Or, like, different sizes, or... It just... You just want your shaft to look like, um, kind of like a thrash punk kid's wrist? Yeah, pretty With much. a bunch of, like, different uh, ringlets on it. That's what I want. That's what I want with my cock rings. So, yeah, uh, yeah then we found Spencer's, and, you know, I, I flirted with some girl that worked there and didn't say anything because they have no social skills anymore, so... You know. That's that is that is uh, probably not true. Yeah, well, you know, if, if I felt that way at that very moment, and we stopped by Fye, and that that guy still works there. Uh, um, shit, that the really his name? enthusiastic guy, the really enthusiastic Asian guy. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, that with he's he's got the voice. He's like like an old smoker voice. Uh, what the fuck, is, Glenn? Is that his name? Yeah. He must be a manager or something or like own the store, right? Like <laughs> I think he's just a manager now. Yeah. I don't know if he owns the store. Does he still have a voice? It always sounds like he just came from like the the biggest like heavy metal concert imaginable and he was just screaming the entire time. Yeah, no, it still sounds like that. Um there's this weird thing that happened like we were in Wait, the hold on. What the Hold on. Oh no, we're fine. It's oh, just okay. Like, Sorry, we had some technical, or what we thought were technical issues over here. But, um, yeah, he still sounds like Cock that. Cockring fell off. And he, um, you know, he he looked at me like he knew me, because he did. But, like, we didn't really, like, trade a conversation. I got to run the Jules album. And he was just like, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, yeah, Eugene, run, run the Jules. Run the Jules. Wait, he knows your name? <laughs> or did you tell him your name? <laughs> no, he, he, knew knows, he knows my name, but oh, no, we were already okay. having a conversation. He's like, oh, yeah, Eugene, run the Jules. Oh man, wow, that shit is whoa, whoa, but whoa, you're gonna wow. <laughs> he shook his head an awful lot, yeah. So um, he's still there. He's still there at that FYE, a store that I don't understand why FYE's still there. I, I know. How does an FYE stay in business? Yeah. So that's, who's it's, who's it's buying like, CDs now? Like kids? You think it's kids who haven't figured out the internet yet? No, I don't think so. It's gotta be older people, right? That just still think that you need to they must be making money off dvds more than cds Mm -hmm. nowadays yeah you know they do have like a big it's more of like a pop culture store nowadays like they always have you can buy games there now too right like they sell video games they make a lot of money i would imagine on like uh edward cullen cardboard cutouts because they always have like 50 million uh like little cardboard standees yeah they do they do Oh man, no! I did find this uh, Kung Fu DVD that I almost bought. You know, it's uh, you know those um, those box sets of like um, obscure movies that suck real bad. It's like um, the one I got at Walmart, uh, Van Damage. Yeah, yeah. And it was like three <laughs> Van Damme movies. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's Except this great. was uh, twenty four obscure Kung Fu DVDs. Oh, that's yeah. pretty awesome. It was For like, how much? are they like the Wu Tang? Are they like the Wu Tang um, brand? No, no, nothing like that. Which didn't would they be like? Cooler. They they like bought out like all of the Shaw Brothers movies, mm-hmm. and, uh, and a they dubbed ago. over. Because I know, yeah. If you um, buy like any of those Pai Mei movies, like you know Pai Mei from Kill Bill, mm-hmm. how that was like an actual character from Kung Fu Cinema that Tarantino just stole because he likes that shit. Like fucking the Wu Tang Clan owns all of those characters. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's awesome that they had they had that much money. I saw yeah. like probably didn't cost that much, but I saw a um, <laughs> right, it was I saw a uh, interview a with the Wu Tang Clan where the RZA um, 
basically admitted to like he used to throw checks to like rappers that he liked. Like let's say if um, there was another rapper in the game that he really respected, he would write them like a, like a ten thousand dollar check and just give it to him. And he was like, yeah, you know the woo, woo dropped all kinds of checks on people. You know the woo. We're infamous, we're a big name, you know? <laughs> Fucking, you know, you got Ghostface Killer, you know, the meth, you know? That's what we do, you know? Like, so, yeah, right. yeah. He, um, yeah, he knows a lot about Kung Fu movies. But no, it was just this, like, obscure DVDs. Like, it was, like, one of those DVDs where it was, like, The Fist of Bruce Law, and then Return of Bruce Le, and then, you know, more from Bruce Watt, you know, like all the different Bruce. Oh, they're all the like Bruce Lee knockoffs that are just, they're Bruce Lee, but they're spelled slightly differently. Yeah, yeah. Like there's the one that's Bruce Lay. It's like L-E-I. Mm-hmm. And then there was one where it was like, um, just L-E. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And every, every, uh, Chinese male is named some permutation of Bruce Lee. Uh, from what I've learned, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the truth, and they all know kung fu or some very like some style of fighting. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, so that was my weekend. That's accurate. That is a politically correct statement. Yeah, you know they all do math real well too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was it. That's all I did my you know for my weekend, and you know that was it. Nice. And Gian. So what about you, Gian? What uh? <laughs> How how's sanding cabinets? What do you do? Uh, I sand panels, like various wood panels, uh, baseboards for like houses, um, like the shit, like corners, like shit you'd see, like you know, fucking fancy shit you'd see, you know, like fancy wood mm-hmm. shit you'd see in a mm-hmm. house. That's what I sand. That's what. Uh-huh. I do. But although today I got to uh, do some detail work. I got to like go out to some crazy ass house on Palm Beach Island and uh like do some caulking and uh ha yeah. yeah and some other caulking some on other Palm shit. Beach yeah I actually went into this these they weren't home they were on, they were somewhere vacationing somewhere they only but lived I went there, there for like three months a yeah, year yeah I'm yeah. sure but I went I went in their kitchen to like look for ice for my uh water and they had the most obnoxious, like, giant portrait of their family with their dog, no. like, in the kitchen. It was fucking huge. It, like, almost took up a wall, this photo. That was, like... Was it no, a it was painting? A, it was a photo that was, like, blown up and put oh. into this giant frame in their kitchen. So it was at least eight feet tall. It was saying. probably... Uh, probably, like... Yeah, probably like seventy feet tall. Oh my god! It was so ridiculous. It's the first thing you saw when you went in the kitchen. I was like, "Wow, what the fuck?" Wow. Were they? Were they? Was it an odd-looking family though? Like, did they? Seem- uh, no, they seemed fine. Apparently, their uh, last name is Stork. Mm-hmm. The the Stork family. That's the whitest thing. Uh, yeah, I've super ever white. Yeah, super fucking white. <laughs> All their um, doorknobs were like crystal ball. Like, you could see through them doorknobs. Mm-hmm. They were, like, just glass. Nice glass. I was like, man, I would hate that. Because their maid has to clean that shit all the time. Mm-hmm. At least so many fingerprints. You can't you can't get away with murder in that house. Or, <laughs> you know, steal anything. It's just too much work. Well, it's on Palm Beach. They just take them out right. their yacht. Right. And dispose of them right. in the Once ocean. Once they catch them, yeah. Technically, you just go out to international waters, kill them there. You didn't even commit a crime. It's good to know. 
I think that's how that works. Because he was above the law. Yeah, those... He was too those smart. Are, those... Those mansions on Palm Beach are something else, though, dude. Mm-hmm. I did a couple of them when we were, when I was doing decorative art. I just paint leaves over mm-hmm. and over and over again, just the same leaf over and over and over again. And um, yeah, these people usually are only there for about four months or something like yeah, that. Yeah, vacation elsewhere. Yeah, the maid lives in like the house year round though to like maintain it and stuff. Yeah. And most of the time, they're some of the most oddball people like you'll ever meet. You know, mm-hmm. the one that we did work for. Yeah, because they kind of they live in a bubble. I mean, they they don't have to interact with the real world. And rich people are fucking oh, weird. Yeah. Like once you get to a certain level of wealth. You just, you kind of lose all all common mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there seems to be this level of wealth where you could just be on prescription, like pain, like pain drugs all day, and it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. And nobody yeah, thinks to question you're it. just fucking sloppy and stuff like that. Like, this woman just looked like she was on a bunch of painkillers all day. She's like, oh, this looks beautiful. You know, these leaves just look fantastic. You know, you guys, I'm really happy that you're here. You know, just feel free to grab anything from the fridge, you know. So um, that's the level of wealth I want to be on is, you know, a level of wealth where I can uh, do that with my life. It's popping. popping pills. Popping some You don't want to uh, buy a bunch of toys like, and, like, uh, a big... Sumo suit and wrestle your chauffeur and stuff like that, like Mr. Banks. You don't want to be Mr. Banks when you get wealthy, except you know you're the adult. Well, what would okay if you were if you if you went wealthy, Gian? Like, and what would you do with that money? And don't be like if I went wealthy. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know what the fuck I would do. I honestly don't know what I'd do. I'd probably uh, buy some expensive. Cars and stuff. Oh yeah, you're a car guy. Yeah. Well, like I'm not. I, I probably buy some motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, Throwing your life away. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, you know, you got all your money. It's not going to last forever. <laughs> right. Might as well have fun with it. It's true. Yeah, you can't take it you with know, you. Whatever, man. Set that bike on fire and ride it through the streets. You know. Where? Ooh, you could wear like a I feel like and suit and dress up like a. The Ghost Rider, <laughs> and just swing a chain around. You could just drive around Palm Beach Island, smashing car windows with a chain, and you're on fire. But it doesn't matter because you have the most expensive flame retardant suit money can buy because you're fucking rich. So basically, you just spent all your money on this flame retardant motorcycle, flame retardant suit, probably a custom made helmet that's supposed to look like the Ghost Rider's face, mm-hmm. some chain that's like maybe attached to your arm. Wrapped around your arm. But, you know, you've had it, like, customized, so it's easy to, like, whip it back. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of effort, but it's still got that weight of the chain. Right, right. You know? And you just fuck people's shit up. You just fuck their stupid houses <laughs> and their dumbass Bentleys and shit up. And be like, fuck you, this is what real people do with money. <laughs> just with, like, Ghost Rider and fuck everything up. That's what they do. That's, that's, that's good. You can leave a fucking trail of flames, like, over their fucking car. You can t- oh, you can put some sweet-ass wheels on there, like monster truck-type wheels on the bike. Mm-hmm. Then you could just ride it up like Batman, but you're leaving those flame trails over <laughs> their fucking cars. Yeah, that's what I would do with my money, I guess. That's good. That'd be fun. So what would you do with a lot of money, Tyler? I feel like I would be kind of a uh, 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 modest rich person and i don't say that to be shitty i just i feel like it like i don't know i've never been a car person i would probably buy you know 
a nice car. Maybe not like a Lamborghini. I feel like I wouldn't be good at driving that. But like a, like a nice gold-plated uh, Volkswagen. Or <laughs> no, nice. I, I would probably buy like a decent place to live. It wouldn't have to be completely ostentatious. Like maybe get like a decent condo here in Manhattan. And then another one somewhere that was not in New York City. And like then, Florida. Yeah, no, not like Florida. Somewhere, <laughs> yeah, of course. probably yeah, like, I'm like a New Yorker. Yeah, I'm Palm Beach Island, but you would secure your car in the garage, so I, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be intact. Maybe somewhere like San Diego or somewhere in Southern California that wasn't L.A. Some like someplace with really nice weather that's not too humid. But then I would spend a lot of time traveling. I know that I would be a traveler. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I think that I would do. I would actually I'd live almost the same lifestyle except I would never I'd never have a house because I'd just always be traveling Mm -hmm. you know like I would just walk out of my house that day with all that money and realize that now I have the freedom to pretty much exist anywhere you know right so and just get myself into all kinds of adventures and problems and shit like that yeah you'd be uh, like Tintin yeah yeah Tintin I'd get get a dog and everything get the little little white dog with the curly fur and stuff. <laughs> you could paint and get your hair. Like, like, get, like, get, like a red like a ginger pompadour. Red hair so with the curl. So <laughs> just go on adventures. You could uh, buy some old sea dog who's had, he's just been out to sea way too long. He's got the beard and the coat, the pea coat and everything. He's like, sure. Oh, you want me to call you Tintin? All right, I guess I could do that. Get some old drunk for a million dollars. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> yeah, man, that's what I would do with my money, though. I just go on weird adventures, you know. Mm-hmm. My uh, favorite art, my favorite artist, he's a millionaire, like a multi-millionaire, and uh, that's pretty much what he does with his money. So he just finances all of his. Uh, all of his terrible adventures, you know. Who is who is this? It's um David uh, David Cho. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. rich from Facebook stock. Yeah, and, Facebook uh, this stock. Guy, wow. Yeah, he did a uh, he did a mural for Facebook, and um, they asked they he, they they I think uh, gave him a decision whether or not he wanted stock or money, and he took stock. And he, he was on Silicon Valley, I think. Yeah, yeah. He was on an episode on there. Was yeah. that him? Was that really him? Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. But, you know, because of his immense wealth, he just finances, like, you know, his, um, he finances his art, he does his own podcast that he doesn't have, like, any, you know, commercials for or anything like that. One of the things that he did was he sent, um, um, what's his name, the, uh, oh my god, what's his name? Something Lee, uh, but he's the guy from, um, from, uh, Mad TV, mm. Asian guy from Mad TV. I'm not familiar with my ago. TV cast. Bobby Lee's. Bobby oh, Bobby Lee's, Lee. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah, Bobby Lee's little brother to Macau. Um, and Macau is, um, you know, it's a Korean island where all that happens there is there's like gambling and hookers. He sent him there to basically have sex with hookers in every different like whorehouse and then report back with the uh, information. Like, They're like a reconnaissance mission. Yeah, it was like a reconnaissance mission and stuff. <laughs> I think one thing that I'd do is yeah. I would um, I would want to uh, I would want to finance giant art pieces. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, like basically I'd get to the point where I'd maybe draw up a sketch and then I'd have people build like these gigantic art pieces, right. like my artwork. So you'd buy the property and then have them paint? Yeah, paint you would not be like able to really escape. Expensive really fast. Yeah, well, you wouldn't be able to escape it. <laughs> oh my god. You'd be stuck. You'd be stuck. You'd be like, I fucking hate that guy, Eugene. You'd turn around and there'd literally be like a... <laughs> Like a like a fifty foot just like plastered face, it's just my face. <laughs> like you see these, you see here in New York, you see those giant like uh, building size billboards that they just paint onto the side of the building. Mm-hmm. It's just Eugene everywhere from it's like just fucking me everywhere from New York to Tokyo. You're just your face on every building. Yeah, pretty egotistical, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. But, you know. You have it, like, laser etched onto the moon. <laughs> I'd be winking and shit, you know. Like, throwing a wink in the gun. And I'd ride a have two little satellites that orbit the moon to look like thumbs-ups. Why not? So, Ant-Man, Gion, you saw that this weekend? Yeah, I mean, it was good. I liked it. Uh, these two girls who were sitting next to me were, like... I don't know. I don't think they went in, and but they were pleasantly surprised. That's. Like. I thought that was the way you had to go into seeing Ant Ant Man. Yeah, you have to go in. With I mean, no that's expectations. what I went with him with lower, like decent expectations. Like I knew what it was going to be. I'd seen enough clips and stuff online. Mm-hmm. Um, they were pleasantly surprised, or were they disappointed? They were pleasant. No, they were pleasantly surprised. The one girl was like laughing a lot which I makes sense like, it's a comedy Why kind of thing laughing so much? yeah but it was just like the way she was laughing i was like is that that funny i don't know maybe she was stoned man i don't think so i, I watched so. mordecai when i was stoned and i thought it was oh, the funniest God, movie mordecai. of the century of course that's the only time you could find that movie funny <laughs> mordecai yeah oh ant man i liked it a bunch i i thought it was a lot you know i yeah. i didn't have a huge level of expectation going into it the one thing that bothered me was because like edgar wright had dropped out halfway through yeah and i'm i'm wondering like at the end of the credits because i forgot about that but he had dropped he had out executive producer credit and i was like oh really yeah his, his name was on it. it was one of the first names that came up in the uh, credit sequence yeah i i was like was this would this movie have been this funny if edgar wright hadn't worked on it I, yeah, that's that's I what was I'm like, thinking. He probably had a lot it, to do with that. Yeah, I was like, because I don't know if that's gonna last in the next movie. If there were he's also not working on it. there were a couple like visual sequences that looked like an Edgar Wright film too, like uh, that like rapid cut kind of um, montages. You know what I mean? Yeah, everything was real fast. Like the montages were quick. They yeah. were like uh, a lot like Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It was like a lot. It looked like hot fuzz a lot of the time, um, yeah. and Shaun of the Dead. But uh, no, it was it was surprisingly good. I'm kind of like getting burned out of these Marvel movies, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this was like a good breath of fresh air in a way because it didn't come off like a standard Marvel film. I mean, a lot of people are saying that it is, and there are certain elements like the villain not being the greatest, you know. Yeah, he was kind of whatever. I can't think of the guy's name that played him. I think he played him very well, but it's just another one of, like... Marvel has two different types of villains. They're either this unstoppable monster, or they're just a rich white guy who thinks he's on the right. (laughs) Um, And this one was the latter. Because, like, think about it. Somebody did an article talking about the problem with the villains in the Marvel films. It's like, 
excluding Loki and maybe Ultron, name like five other Marvel villains. And it can't be done. It's just like they're all so forgettable. Whiplash, uh, Sandman. Sandman. No, that's that's a Sony property, oh, like okay. from Spider Man. My bad. My bad. My bad. So Spider Man yeah. doesn't count. Whiplash. Um, that. What was this? The robot from Thor. Oh, I <laughs> 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 robot the first Thor. one. I don't know. Yeah, the first, was it the first? Oh one? yeah, the thing that looked like Clay Two from. Yeah, he looks stupid. He looked like a big dummy. Yeah. Uh, so there's that, uh, like a bunch of dark elves or something. Mm-hmm. Don't remember the guy's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man, this uh, this is. Uh, hmm. Yeah, they just uh, they have really generic <laughs> villains is the problem. But um, I don't know. Just on a visual level, I think that aesthetically these movies are all kind of the same, and that's what I was happy about Edgar Wright coming onto the picture. Um, he has a very unique visual style. And I'm not saying that this movie had to be Scott Pilgrim, but just give us something that looks a little bit different, but it's still set in the universe. It's like, that's how Daredevil was to me. I'm not saying that they need to be dark and gritty like Daredevil, but visually it's just a very different, you know, method of storytelling um, from, you know, the Avengers. Because when you think about, like, Iron Man, it kind of looks the same as Thor. It kind of looks the same as uh, um, who are other people in this saga i don't even know anymore but that's why i'm kind of excited about the dc stuff like all of that has a very unique visual flair to it like the batman versus superman script or the trailer that came out i was like this looks interesting yeah it does it does it definitely looks more comic booky than the um you know than the other batman movies that had come out already i mean not counting uh the Jill Silver ones, but, um, you know, yeah, I, I think it's going to be dark, and there's going to be some neon in there, though. There's going to be some neon. Yeah, it know? looks, well, it looks colorful. Yeah. Most definitely. Like a rainbow in the dark. Yeah, God bless you, Dio. <laughs> Rest your soul. Anyway, yeah, Ant-Man, it was good, so go check it out. Evangeline Lilly in that movie, she was very good, but I hated her haircut. Yeah, her haircut really bothered me. It, it was, was so annoying. What was like a lady, you know that like, I don't like that. straight cut, yeah, yeah. and it doesn't move. Like Peter it's like Pan. it doesn't move. Like Peter Pan, kind yeah. of. It looks like the Asian lady from the um, from the Incredibles. Yeah, that was like the exact <laughs> haircut. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, I don't like that at all. I don't know about them apples at all. I wouldn't fall for something I mean, like that. I was really like surprised that she was in this. Like, I haven't seen her since Lost. Oh, uh, did you see The Hobbit? Like, she was a major character on that show. Oh, yeah, she was the chicken. Wow, that's crazy. I like her in that. I like those Hobbit movies. I only saw the of. first one. Eh, I only saw the yeah, first one. I like the first one a lot. The other yeah. ones, I was like, eh, whatever. I didn't remember the first one. It yeah. was when um, me and Alyssa were really into getting fucking stoned and going to see movies. That sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, I had a lot of fun doing that. We, we always had fun getting high and going in to see movies, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And um, yeah, all I remember is it feeling like a kid's movie to me, you know? Like, yeah. I was like, oh, this is adorable. It was a very family-oriented yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. I like that scene where they're like, where like pots and pans are like flying around like the... Uh, that was in there, right? Like pots and pans were like flying around like the Shire. Oh yeah, there was like some kind of dinner scene. Yeah, like something. some kind of dinner scene and yeah. it almost felt like it was like this Disney-esque like, you know, like Beauty and the Beast, like <laughs> what the fuck is going on kind of scene. And I, we took a break halfway in between because we weren't high enough, so yeah. we got more high. And you need to refresh. Yeah, we need to Come refresh. back in with new eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Higher eyes. Higher eyes, yeah. <laughs> You know, we would go through the entire, you know, the line, like the rope and shit like that. You know how they have it set up like a little maze. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of, well, there was nobody there. What we theater still was felt that? like we had to go through the entire maze. Oh, um, the, the Boynton, the Boynton, um, Cinemark, Cinemark, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. But you know, that's, uh, that was like two years of my life was like, okay, hold on, I gotta go to work, let me be high. I have to go to, you know, everything was, I have to be high. To go work out, I'm gonna be high. Oh man, yeah, it's too much. Yeah, yeah, it served its purpose somehow. You made it through. I made it through. I'm still standing, I'm still standing, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a better man because of it. Damn it, a better man I, because of it. I miss that Boynton Cinemark. I gotta tell you, um, just the layout of it, so simple. Mm-hmm. You buy your ticket, you walk into the theater, and you're done. Yeah. Like, in, in Manhattan, the movie theaters, they're all, they're, they're like in fucking skyscrapers. So, you always have to go, like, up this escalator that takes 20 minutes, and one of them's always broken. So you have to, like, hike up six flights of stairs to get to the fucking movies. And there's always 20 million people, and the theaters are filthy. I miss that aspect of Palm Beach. <laughs> you just simple. buy a ticket and walk in. It's great. Yeah, or you simple get blood going. and you walk yeah. in. It's great. <laughs> right. Give some you blood, know. get a free ticket. That's what you do, man. They, they've been doing it. I get the emails. They're like, hey, we're giving out a ticket today. Two tickets today. Don't you have, like, right. special blood, too? I found out I have even specialer blood than I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, crack it up. I just looked at it and I was like, even specialer blood. <laughs> no, I, I, I went in um, to the blood bus with Janet uh, Saturday. You guys went together? Yeah, and... Um, you usually give blood at the same time. Or usually I'm the one fucking giving blood. Because she's like, no, I'm not giving blood today. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I need my blood. I just, you know, I'm always like, you know how fucking rare my blood is? <laughs> you should be giving me four tickets for this shit, not two. Is that what you tell me? <laughs> I, I hype myself up. And then they're just like, here are your tickets. <laughs> they should have a tiered system, though. They like, really they, should. You should, they get, should fucking, you should get more yeah, benefit yeah. because your blood saves everyone. My blood saves everyone but me. I need the same blood, which is right. the rarest blood to actually. I think that's bullshit. What's that's the name some of your lame blood? bullshit. That's some martyr bullshit that I don't want. I just <laughs> you're want, like Jesus, bro. I am. You are. I don't want to yeah. toot my own horn, but I'm like Jesus. My blood saves everybody. <laughs> um, no, but I went in and the lady's like, "Oh, do you know your blood type?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it's O negative. Most rarest blood in the world. You know, you should give me more movie tickets." She's like, okay, uh, I'm not doing that. But also, did you know <laughs> that your blood is uh, good for babies? And did I'm you like, drink? I'm like, what? 
<laughs> like, what do you mean? It's good for, um, what do you mean it's good for baby? A little milk. She's like, <laughs> she's like, um, no, like your blood is, you can give blood to children under like uh, 18 months. I don't know, fucking babies, some shit. She's like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, I just, these I just babies you. can get your blood. And I was like, what does that, what does that mean? She's just like, it's really rare. I'm like, so not only do I have really rare blood, I also have even rarer blood. Mm-hmm. Because I can, I have baby blood, magical baby blood. Magical blood. baby blood. <laughs> I think you should give me five movies. <laughs> yes, I just got more mad. I'm like, what I'm the saving fuck, babies. Man? I'm saving babies, people, everybody. <laughs> Besides yourself. I do not discriminate with my blood. Uh, like, like, did I you can. know that manatees can also accept your blood <laughs> yeah. and rare you know white tigers? Fucking, they make, they turn your blood into wands for Harry Potter and shit. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's this? What's this wand, Mister Oliander or Ollivander? Oh, that's that's the Gomez wand. That's got a Gion string it's course. It's even rarer than your shitty unicorn wand. That's the one you should be using if you are smart. <laughs> you thought that phoenix wand was cool. Wow. That's right. This one's super magical. This one even works on babies. That's right. <laughs> it works on magical <laughs> babies and muggles. Babies. Oh my god. So they gave you one movie ticket. <laughs> they gave me zero movie tickets. Because <laughs> you were being such a dick? No. No, no. Because um, you went crazy and started smashing all the vials <laughs> of blood. If I can't get more movie tickets, then nobody gets blood. <laughs> uh, they, I guess they have, they, what they do is on long days they have two batches of movie tickets. And if they run out of the first one, they switch over to the second one. Mm-hmm. But they had run out of the first one for the day, so they couldn't hand out two movie tickets to everybody. So they will mail all the two movie tickets to you. Mm-hmm. But somehow Janet got two movie tickets that day. And mm-hmm. I think my uh, my nurse, not nurse, but you know, blood, blood doctor, yeah. whatever was uh, just not paying enough attention because she didn't give me my damn movie tickets. They didn't run out yet. I found out later. They still had them. That's some fucking bullshit. Yeah, but they'll mail them to me. They better. Otherwise, I'll be back there. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they'll get to it. I'll show up. I dated a phlebotomist once, and she told me something real creepy. She told me that when she was done filling up, like, the, the bags of blood... Sometimes she liked to like put the bags of blood close to her cheek because they were so warm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That is. That, yeah. It's creepy, right? Mm. Yeah. That is creepy. How long were you with this chick? <laughs> <laughs> He's still with her. I'm still with her. No. Um. I think I was with her for like three or four months. She was really. Did tall. you end it after you found that out? Um, that was towards the end of the relationship. I almost felt like she told me that in, a, in like, a way to, uh, she was trying to, like, detour me from being around her and stuff. See, to me, it sounds like she was dipping her uh, toe in to test the waters. Yeah, yeah. Um, and eventually, she'd come out as having a full-blown blood fetish. I actually, I actually, funny that you say blood fetish, uh, because I have one. Yeah, no, what? I don't. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I have a. I'm definitely a, a freaky guy, but um, not that one. I'm not into that. But what I did learn was um, one of my coworkers, who um, this is my old job, 
he happens to be one of the nicest, you know those guys that are so quiet and so like socially awkward that you can't imagine them doing anything, anything like um, even remotely sexual, you know? Okay. <laughs> I knew him and I knew his girlfriend, right? One night we're all out and we're drinking at Respectables and um, she's super drunk and he's super drunk and apparently they had been fighting a lot. I'm super drunk and she comes up to me and she's like, you see Adam over there? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I see him. That's your boyfriend. What's the deal? She's like, you want to hear something real fucking gross about him? And I'm like, yeah, I'm always down to hear something kind of gross. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> you know? And she's like, well, if you ever, have you ever seen a stomach before? And I'm like, why would I be looking at your boyfriend's stomach? Why would I be looking at his midsection? That wouldn't happen. You know? And she goes, well, <laughs> if you ever get a chance, ask him to pull up his shirt or try to see him with his shirt off. You'll notice that he has scars all over his belly button. Like all over his belly button and all over his stomach. And it's like, and I'm like, and she goes, you know why, Eugene? And she kind of like holds me and like shakes me and goes, you know why? And I'm like, why? And she's like, because he likes to cut himself when he masturbates and watch himself bleed on his own dick. And I'm like, whoa. Whoa. That's That's interesting. And I was shocked, um, obviously, but what, what made it scarier was because, you know, he's, he's so quiet, you know? So it almost made it creepier. It almost made it seem like, okay, if he's doing that, like, you know, where, where is he hiding, like, the kids' bodies and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know? Right. So, um, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, a, that's like a, just an inherently scary kind of a, kind of a fetish of vice, if you will. Uh, I mean, any- like it's not like one of those like innocuous weird ones where like like balloon fetish, like the people that like, they like to get inside balloons, mm-hmm. and that does it for them. That you're just like, well, that's weird. That's strange. But it's yeah. also kind of adorable. Um, blood fetishism. It's like uh, looks like you like jerking off to slasher porn. Yeah. It's one step removed from like a snuff fetish. Yeah. Yeah. And it probably will kind of turn into a snuff fetish as uh, time progresses, because what I've noticed with things like that, with sexual perversion, it just gets worse and worse the more you feed that beast, you know? Right. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's, a weird, that's a weird fetish, and there you go. There you go. You know what would be even weirder, and it's got to be out there, is if it's not just a blood fetish, it's like a really rare blood fetish. Like they only oh, come on. fetishize no, people with magical baby blood. Uh, that's where my blood. They're like, going. I know it looks the same, but I could feel the difference. <laughs> he's he's paying top dollar for my blood. He's going to that blood. Yeah, <laughs> there's some there there there's a club of like rich businessmen out somewhere, uh, like in fucking hostel. That they're only, they're only paying for O negative blood. That's also good for eighteen month year old babies. Yeah, yeah. Right. Though you're not a baby anymore, it's not. Do you consider an eighteen month old still a baby? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Baby. I don't think so. Why don't you think that? Because <laughs> it's now a year old. Yes. Well, like, like can no it walk? A baby you still can't walk. You are a year old now. You're a human. <laughs> Start doing stuff. <laughs> Start doing stuff. <laughs> so a, do it. Make yourself useful. Get a job. All right. Yeah. Been here for eighteen months. 
What have you been doing? What do you got to show for it? <laughs> I like it when they're toddlers. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, toddlers are great. Yeah, toddlers are hilarious, man. My, uh, my, one of my best friends just had her second baby, and it's cool. So I get to see her toddle around and shit, fall everywhere. Uh, it's good stuff. See, but you're in that position where you could see it when it's cute, but you don't have to live with it every day. Yeah. Because yeah, exactly. that's when it becomes, it's like, ugh. I would never <clears throat> want to have a child. It just sounds like, for the first six years, and then even beyond, it just sounds like torture. I just, I, I, I started evaluating, like, myself the other day, and I, I think I'm at the point now where I couldn't even really be with a girlfriend. Like, I don't think I could have that kind of interaction because a relationship is a lot of fucking work, Yeah, it is a little lot of work. Yeah, like, it's Mm -hmm. just a lot of... It's draining, you know? Like, I was listening to one of my friends uh, bitch about her boyfriend, and I'm like, you know what? Like, it seems to be, like, everybody bitches about their, their boyfriend or their significant other, and it seems that there's always this, like, invisible problem that doesn't really exist, but it's there... You know, it's like, oh, you should be better at this, you should be better at that. And it's like, honestly, like, I don't want to deal with that. You should be like one of those Japanese dudes that, like, doesn't leave his apartment and only plays Warcraft. Hikomori. And, like, yeah, like, like, is, is that the name for it? Yeah. That's the term? It's got a name, it's got a real name, yeah. And you're just, like, fucking an anime throw pillow? <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily part of it, but, uh... I, it, it seems like it should be. Yeah, you know, we are kind of like at this point in existence where, I mean, think about think about it this way: like sixty years ago, you could never have this kind of conversation. Uh We're like, I don't think I could be in a relationship because that's the only that would have been your only outlet for any sort of sexual impulse. Now you have the internet. I think eventually we're going to just evolve into these creatures that are just completely isolated. And alone, yeah. Um, never going outside. It's gotta be like that movie uh, with Bruce Willis. Uh, what the fuck was that? Where they had like robot versions of themselves? Oh, hmm. what are you talking about? The Surrogates, I think uh, I it was no, called. I never saw. It. I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't see it either. But the concept. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have like a robot version of yourself that goes outside, and you just kind of sit around on your laptop and let it live your life for you. That's interesting. That's sounds super. Sounds super exciting. It sounds like The Sims, but real life. Yeah. Sounds like you're controlling The Sim. And it's just like, I'm gonna go do... I'm not gonna listen to you. You want me to play guitar for 13 hours? Guess what? I'm gonna pee on the floor because you don't let me do anything else. (laughs) No, you are gonna become a great musician. You're gonna do it. Uh, I already feel that happening, though. Um, You know, uh, like I said, um, that whole eye-flirting thing that happened at the mall that day... um, I feel like four or five years ago when I wasn't, you know, knee deep in the internet and had my fucking phone pressed up to my nose all the time, I would have probably pursued that conversation like immediately. But now I'm so into, you know, most of my social interactions being like through the internet that I don't know how to, how to strike up a conversation with a stranger anymore. Like I used to, you know, like I feel it's more forced and stuff. See, I, I've never been the kind of person that could easily strike up a conversation. I've always been, like, a super introvert, mm-hmm. um, you know, with strangers and stuff. So, I don't know. I always feel, like, this weird persecution whenever I'm talking to somebody. Like, I feel like they're judging me hardcore. Well, they're probably not. 
Like the guy at the fucking uh, uh, at the gas pump does not give a shit about like uh, anything that's going on in my life. But I'm like, oh god, everybody, they all they all know that I'm that I'm nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but everybody's nothing, so it's okay, right? Like that's the yeah, way I guess. Yeah, that's no. one of those things. Yeah, two hundred years from now, we're all gonna be dead, except for <laughs> Jacob. Apparently, he's gonna beat death. He's gonna beat death. How is Jacob, man? I have no idea. What's what he? Anyone stay in touch with Jacob? Hey, no, I. We live in. God, we live fifteen minutes away from each other. I haven't seen either Jacob or Damien in in a dog's age. Damn, son. Last time I thought that I saw Jacob was in a Best Buy, and it turns out it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. So that didn't even count. There's another guy with, like, a, a long red beard. He was wearing a hoodie. I was like... And I think he had a shaved head as well. So it's like, oh, shit, Jacob's at the fucking Best Buy in, uh, in, in, in Columbus Circle. And it totally wasn't him. I went up and I was like, hey! And he was like, hi. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, slowly back away. <laughs> oh, you shake, you're shaking your head slowly at the same time. And he just looked at he me just... and he's like, you are uh, nothing. <laughs> um, be gone, demon. Get out. Back to when Get out. Came. Get off this fucking island. This place is for successful people. <laughs> oh, man. Damien works at uh, Ipudo now. Really? Yeah. What's He's, that? Um, it's a ramen place. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's, a, it's like probably the ramen restaurant in New York City. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Which one? The, is it East Village? Uh, Probably, yeah. Probably East Village. He's assisting the sous chef, I guess. Really? Yeah. So he's like the sous sous chef. Yeah, he's the sous chef sous chef. Right. Sous chef. Sous sous chef. Sous chef. Yes. That's awesome. He just, uh, he's never gone to culinary school, has he? He's just, no. you know, he just he's worked. He's always worked in kitchens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. That's the way he's you gotta do it. Yeah. Nah. Mm. Looking all fashionable and shit. He always, yeah. yeah, every time yeah. I see pictures of that kid, I'm like, holy shit. Wearing his uh, Alan Edmonds. Yeah. All the fucking time. His fucking fancy haircuts. His J. Crew. Well, yeah, me and Jacob used to. Actually, never mind. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I am going to guess what you're going to say. Yeah, you, you and Jacob used to dress up in his clothes when yes, he was gone. Yes. And in like do Damien roleplay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could go to getting back to. I just think I can't be with a girl. Like I could, I could have sex with her every now and again. Yeah. I could have sex with her every. Yeah, you don't even need. You know, like, and all you really need is Steven. <laughs> Steven's there for you all the time, you know. He's really like your Topanga, and you just you just never know uh, <laughs> Cooper, and you just yeah. haven't realized it yet. You know what I mean? Well, it's more he hasn't realized. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess you've realized it a long time yeah. ago. But you're like, nah, it's not, not for me. Not really but for Steven it. is like, he just hasn't realized it. He hasn't realized it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's the thing. Go back and watch those old episodes of Boy Meets World. Corey and Topanga, oh, not interested true, yeah. in each other at first. It was a relationship that developed over <laughs> many seasons. Many, many seasons. She, uh, 
she was the nerdy chick that uh he she was kind of oh, yeah, like a she weirdo was. yeah she was i remember and, that now. yeah that was that was cute too though i like weird girls i, I like that but uh yeah dude, i had a really cool relationship with a girl where I, I knew her since i was like 16 and we'd hang out we'd like go to the movies and stuff like that we'd do our thing but we never really dated but um we would always have sex and I've known her since I was like 16 years old and now she's in a relationship with a guy, you know, like a real relationship. But this, you know, this, this like friendship where we have sex and there's no, um, there's no real like, um, you know, those conversations that you have when you're, when you're dating somebody, you know, like those obligation conversations, mm -hmm. we've never had to have any of those, you know? So yeah, I like stuff like that. And I could have that with one exclusive person, but it's the whole idea of, like, just all that shit that comes with it, the immediate bitching that, like, starts to, you know, the, the, the bitching that develops and the future planning that develops. I mean, I don't know. I can't deal with it. No. No. Not for me. Not for me. But Steven... <laughs> I don't think I honestly like if if um if I was to be in a relationship with Steven like I don't think I'd be able to do it though I mean let's just talk about it like seriously here for a moment you know? yeah yeah all right let's okay. see let's see I wouldn't be able to do it because he's too um he's too um logical for me uh-huh it's almost like he's too um He's an awesome friend, yeah. but I could never be with him romantically. <laughs> he doesn't have a... <laughs> because... because <laughs> he doesn't, is it because he just doesn't have that, like, sense of wonder? Yeah, like, he's, he's not passionate. Not... Okay. He's very, very logical, <clears throat> and he, um, he, he, the way that he thinks of the world is very, very, like, cut and dry and black and white. And he only makes decisions based on like, you know, like, okay, does this make the most sense, you know? Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of times where I get irritated and agitated with Steven, but since we're just friends Wait, and stuff like that. you just like said that, he makes decisions that make the most sense? Yeah. But he had to run out of a couple 18-year-old <laughs> from bedrooms. Yeah. So what, what is going on there? I don't understand. Uh, Steven's been on this tear recently where he doesn't have a real job. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. Like he, that, in so. his position right now, yes, I can totally understand that. He's kind of just, what? Like, yeah. yeah so, he I mean, he, he's always had a job and stuff, um, you know, although be it like jobs that weren't really that great, but um, he's been great with money, always mm -hmm. good. And now that he doesn't have a decent job or a job at all, and he's doing freelance jobs for like, you know, for guys that make porn, he's like, you know, doing the lighting for them and stuff like that. And um, you know, he has. It seems like he's discovering his sense of wonder. Yeah, I think well, so. Yeah, this, like, yeah. So maybe when this yeah. is all done, yeah, then we can we can <laughs> right. have so, this relationship. Right, right. Maybe yeah. he's cultivating yeah. that imagination. Imagination. Yeah. This is me. Just how it just develops. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, as he, um, you know, he's been uh, basically, and I wish I was in his position. Well, I don't because then I wouldn't have a job. Yeah. But um, he's recently gotten the, the hang of Tinder, and now he's like mm. having sex with 18 year old girls on a regular basis. This kid's 26 years old. Mm -hmm. And um, basically, I guess his newest um, sex story was 
He drove all the way down to Deerfield to meet this girl. On the way to Deerfield, he was like, oh, she told me, he said that she told him that she likes vodka. So he spent $8 on like a little like cheap flask of vodka. Mm -hmm. Starts drinking this flask of vodka while he's on his way to Deerfield. He gets there and, you know, her parents aren't home. And that's what she texted him, like, you know, to come down because my parents aren't home. So he drove 40 minutes out of the way, you know, to go hang out with this girl for like a couple hours. He gets there, he tries to offer her the vodka, and she's not into it. And then he's like, he's like, oh, well, she must have lied. She must have not been into vodka. So he drinks a little bit more of the vodka, and um, apparently he said that he went down on her. And then he, um, he started having condom sex with her. Mm -hmm. And condom sex is the way he referred to it. And then he complained about how terrible condoms are for about like a good five minutes, mm -hmm. like just how much they suck. Mm -hmm. And how like, <laughs> I'm really stoked that he's like, I'm really stoked that they uh, protect against diseases and stuff and pregnancy, <laughs> but... I mean, seriously, like, fuck comments. I mean, seriously, like, I don't know. But yeah. I can see, their but I can see why people use them, but I just don't like them. Yeah. So he's pounding this girl and stuff like that, and then she keeps getting these texts from her parents and these calls from her parents. So she finally told her mom, hey, look, when you're 10 minutes away from the house, call me, mm -hmm. which is a stupid choice to That's make. That's a really thing, dumb thing to say to your parents. Because that raises suspicion. Exactly. Hey, oh, she do that? So Stephen's going to town on this girl, and then all of a sudden, he hears the door open, and car doors closed, and it's, um, you know, the girl's father and mother in the house. So Stephen jumps up, you know, puts his pants, like, right around his ass, leaves his shoes, leaves his shirt, leaves the bottle of vodka, pulls the condom off, and throws it onto the, onto the ground. And runs out of the, um, I don't know if he ran out of like some sliding glass window in the back or some back door, you know? And basically he's, he's looking uh -huh. to see if he can get back into his car, but he can see the parents standing around his car like gesturing like, who the fuck's car is this? Who the fuck's car is this? Mm -hmm. So he, um, he ends up jumping the fence out of their backyard and then he starts walking to the front of the neighborhood. And, um, you know, he's just kind of buying time and stuff like that. And um, the girl calls him, tells him to come back and stuff like that. He says, fuck that. He waits for the parents to go inside and, like, check the, the backyard where he jumped out. Mm -hmm. And uh, he slides in his car with no shoes, no shirt, and, uh, you know, his backpack and leaves. Nice. And these are the stories, like, these are stories that I cultivated when I was much younger, you know? And he's, he's doing them now at right, 26, right. so I'm, I'm proud of him and I'm happy. But at the same time, I'm just like, get a job so we yeah. can move out. Right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah right. fucking hippie. So, I mean, well, he'll make $300 this week um, lighting, uh, doing lighting for um, this guy who does low-budget porno, though. Mm -hmm. so, That's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Dream, really. The people that I spend have, my time have with. either of you seen the movie Happiness? Have no. you guys watch that? No. With John Lovitz? John Lovitz is in it. He's got Who's a that? cameo in there. Uh, who's like a big name in there? It's like the big lady from uh, Law and Order, like the original Law and Order. I think she's an attorney. Um, I don't know. No one's seen this movie. No. 
<laughs> oh, it's, is that... You, you know what? I, I haven't seen it, but the poster is up at NIFA. It's with Philip oh, really? Seymour Hoffman. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. Looking it up right now. Why? Never. Why do you bring this up? I just watched it, and I never really finished it. Uh, it was an interesting movie. There's a lot of weird shit going on in that movie. Basically follows, like, um, I think, what is it, like, three different characters? Um, and they all kind of interconnect at one point in the movie. Um, one is, like, uh, just about... Uh, he's basically depressed, I guess, and stuff, but, um, he just kind of gets more fucked up. That he's not telling his psychologist, like, he's, like, uh, he's, like, getting into kids. Like, oh, man, there's, no, like... what do you mean getting into like, kids? Like, he buys like a magazine, like, a Teen Beat magazine at one point, and just, like, goes in the backseat of his car and starts, like, jerking off. Um. And, uh, and then it, like, connects with, like, another... <laughs> so fucked Tyler up. thinks it's funny. Though. It's so fucked up, but it's, it's hilarious. I was kind of zoning out for a second, and then you start talking about jerking off to a teen magazine. I'm like, wait, what the <laughs> fuck is... What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh, it's so fucking... Fuck. Like, his wife is, like, thinks she has, like, the perfect marriage, and she has a sister, uh. and the sister is... Or, uh... No, it's a sister. The sister is, like, depressed because at the beginning of the movie she was seen breaking... She was in the middle of breaking up with John Lovitz in, like, a fancy restaurant before things got out of hand or something. Right. And he's like, well, before you go, I have a gift for you. And he gives her, like, this gold inlaid, like... It's like an ashtray. It's like an antique ashtray that's like, has her name uh, lasered onto it, and it's, like, super fancy. And she's like, yeah, it's beautiful. And he takes it, and he's like... Yeah, that's why it's not for you. It's for someone who can fucking appreciate me. And he basically turns around like the whole dumping thing and just makes her feel like total shit. <laughs> because like the beginning of the scene, he's just crying. He's like really upset. Mm. And she's just like awkward about it. Yeah. And so she's now upset and seeing her sister. And her sister's just talking about how uh, how she has a, basically a perfect marriage with her husband and stuff and her family and how she kind of has always been concerned with her sister because she's always secretly thought, like when they were younger too, how she was going to wind up alone and depressed. Mm -hmm. And um, she's glad she could finally tell her this in like her lowest moment, Beth. But her husband is jerking off to kids in like TV right. magazine and like, you know. It's not normal ma marriage. It's fucking, it's a, it's a cool ass movie. It's definitely an interesting movie. To see. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman's like this fucking dude who's like kind of he's pretty weird he's <laughs> he's in love with like this neighbor who lives in the same apartment building as him and he keeps like talking to a psychiatrist about like how he's like he calls her up like on the phone and or he's thought about calling her up instead he calls up other random women in the phone book mm -hmm. and then just like jerks off to like the sound of their voice and uh. asks them what they're wearing and then hangs up uh, like you do. But he keeps dreaming about... You're right, like you do. <laughs> and he keeps thinking about, like, telling this chick who he's in love with, who is also the other sister of the wife, and the other chick. That he that he masturbates like that? That's like that's what he wants to tell him? No, he, he wants to just do that, to Tell her how fake and phony she is. Right. Because she's some kind of, like, poet or some bullshit. Right, right, right. She writes all these books about, uh, rape it 
11, rape at 16, rape it. But she's so, never been raped. So this She this, just writes these books about it, and people eat it up because they're like, oh my god. So this movie is pretty much all about people's, like, sexual... Uh, pretty much, yeah, I like guess Sexual, so. uh, what's the word? Not perversions. Deviances. Deviances. Yeah, yeah. Deviances. Yes, yes yeah. exactly. Interesting. I'll it's a funny movie that. too. It's Are like a dark sure? comedy. Because it sounds like it would. No, it's a dark. It's a dark comedy. You should watch it. <laughs> no, give yeah, it it's it, called it, Happiness. I've seen clips of this. Now that you're talking, I'm looking at the uh, uh, the breakdown on um, Wikipedia, and I have seen clips from this. Like I believe in film school, but yeah, it's supposed to be like kind of an offbeat, horrible dark comedy. Mm -hmm. Won a bunch of awards. Yeah, it's really a controversy. Really interesting movie. Yeah. It says the film was highly controversial for its heavy sexual themes, particularly in its portrayal of pedophilia. The Sundance Film Festival refused to accept the film, alleging it to be too disagreeable. So Sundance didn't. Wow, what a bunch of assholes. I bet they'd accept it nowadays. Damn. Mm. Shit. But Roger Ebert Ebert gave it uh, four out of four stars. And rated it number five in his top films of 1998. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, I saw... Um, did you see that movie with Ryan Reynolds where he plays a serial killer? No. I. You know what? I really the wanted voices. to see that. The Voices? That's what it was called? Yeah, he plays this guy who's a... Um, he works at a factory, right? And... Um, he uh, He works at a factory. He was placed there. I forget how. But um, he had a psychotic meltdown, and this all takes place, his place after his psychotic meltdown. And um, he's on medication, so he has to see his uh, psychologist like every month or so. And she, you know, she updates or he ups updates her on like how he's doing. And um, he stops taking his medication, mm -hmm. and he's um, he's um, a schizo. He's a schizophrenic. So basically, he stops taking his medi medication. And he's speaking, he goes home and he talks to his dog and his cat. And his dog is his conscience. And his cat is like his id, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like his mm -hmm. cat's always telling him to do like bad shit and stuff, you know? And what ends up happening is, is that... Um, My spoilers! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, well... Spoilers. Is this out yet? I, yeah, well, it's been obviously. out. It's been out. When did it's this come out? in theaters? Yeah, uh, no, I don't think it came out. I think it was straight to DVD kind of deal. But it looks really, it was really, really good movie. Ryan Reynolds was surprisingly uh, good in it, you know. And basically, um, yeah, he just kills a whole heap of people. Oh shit! Know? Sounds cool. Yeah, he thought of it. He it started off as accidental, but really it wasn't accidental. Right. You know what I mean? And it was yeah. cool to see the way they depicted him off of the meds. Because it was almost like he was in this like fantasy world where he sheened over every all imperfections, like mm -hmm. everything was like this powder blue kind of like, um, like like faux like fifties diner feel. And then when you see him on his medication and he can see like what's really happening and what he's really been doing, mm -hmm. it will literally turn your stomach. Oh shit! Yeah, sounds pretty cool. I'll go check that out. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, I'll check it out. You know, yeah, we were talking about that because I think it got a New York release, but mm -hmm. we never ended up going to see it. But all of these things are from like back in January. Yeah, well, we're a little we're a little late here on uh, you know. Did you ever see the Nines with Ryan Reynolds? Not a lot of people see it. The Nines. The Nines. No. Did you ever see Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> I started to watch it with you, I think, and then I was like, <laughs> "This is terrible." 
I can't watch this anymore. That it was. You got that sweet ring, though, in the DVD, right? Yeah, that was pretty. That's literally the reason I bought that uh, (laughs) DVD. It came with, like, a light-up Green Lantern ring. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Ryan Reynolds kind of shits on, um... He shits on the Green Lantern, it looks like, in uh, the new Deadpool movie. Yeah, they make fun of it. They're just like, make sure the suit's not green or animated. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what's the nines about? The nines, I don't know if I could say a lot about it without giving stuff away. Um, it starts off with Ryan Reynolds is like a movie star. He's like a Hollywood movie star, mm-hmm. and he's basically under house arrest. Uh, he's on probation for like some number of months, so he has to stay in this house that they're like renting or something, and. He has two neighbors. One is, like, kind of an attractive older woman. And then the other is... Um, I don't remember the actress's name. She hasn't done... She's been in a lot of stuff since this. Mm-hmm. This was kind of, like, her first kind of movie, I guess. Right, right. Um, uh, but uh, she, nothing good. I think she was that in that movie Tammy or something. Oh, She's, like, the large the fat, white yeah. woman... Yeah, what's her name? She's um, like, does a lot of uh, comedy. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, that's I it. I hate Melissa McCarthy. She is great <laughs> in this. She's very charming. I like she's, she's very. Fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. She's. Uh... <laughs> she had a good name that statement. <laughs> she's very. Uh, she's very nice in this movie. Yeah, that's surprising. Um, she's like the sweet, like sweet neighbor. She's like the sweet neighbor, whatever. And this other woman's kind of like the attractive older woman. Right. And Ryan Reynolds has like a lot of fun with Melissa McCarthy, just goofy fun, you know, hanging out. Mm-hmm. And then the other woman is like purely probably like just sexual advances and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he kind of has to like sort of choose between them. And then the movie kind of, the movie takes this weird turn that you wouldn't expect at all from it. And I'm not going to say anything more about it. It gets really, uh, really fucking weird really fast. Yeah. Like, totally different from what you went in expecting. Do they have a threesome? No, but you should see it. And Check then, it out. yeah, it's very, very cool movie. It's a shame not a lot of people saw it. Mm-hmm. But did you see the Deadpool trailer? I, yeah, I did watch that Deadpool phone trailer. And how'd you feel about I, it? I liked it. It looked cool. Uh,. There was a point where I think someone moves past the camera during, like, a heavy action scene. And I was like, what the fuck? This sucks. Fuck you. Get out of the way. I was just like, I want to see what just happened there. But I like the trailer. Yeah. 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 I thought it was solid. I like that. Cool. Uh, I like, um... I like how they're sticking with the original storyline. Because mm-hmm. the other interpretations of Deadpool we've seen, which was uh, Ryan Reynolds looking all pretty... Right. In that uh that that Wolverine movie and then the other yeah. Wolverine movie where it was like you know, he right. had like he had a lasers and yeah, like lasers shooting out of his eyes and he had like yeah, he had katanas coming out of his hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was that ridiculous. We all saw that movie together, actually. Yeah, we did. X-Men we had Origins a lot of Wolverine. fun. We had a lot of fun that day. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was sitting next to Tyler and it's like Tyler went in there this with the same mind. Like he went in there to shit on that movie. Yeah, I think we a lot of us went in there <laughs> yeah. to shit on the movie. 
You know what I'm really disappointed about? Is you can't find that scene from X-Men First Class, I think. With the... When the... They do that racist camera fucking show. Oh, no, you totally can, because I looked that what up. Where, um, really? On, what racist camera? There was a scene where Kevin Bacon and his crew of mutants are yeah, invading he... the, the uh, Xavier Institute. And they get there, and they basically are giving the... The class, whatever, the class, like, an ultimatum, like, you can join us or be enslaved. And when they say enslaved, they jump to, like, a shot of the black the dude. The only black guy yeah, in the, the movie. the only black dude on the team. <laughs> they just jump to this shot of him. Like, yeah, they hold to his him. reaction on enslaved. And I started chuckling. And then yeah. Damien heard that I was chuckling. And then Gian heard, and, like, then I, no, I couldn't stop laughing for, like, the entire movie. And it was one of those really uncomfortable things because nobody else was laughing. And I was like, oh, do they think this is... I'm not laughing because I'm racist. I'm laughing because that was so absurdly yeah, racist. And nobody seems racist. to notice it. <laughs> we were all looking at each other like, did you just see what I fucking saw? Like, yeah. did anyone else see that shit? Well, because it happened so fast, but then I started laughing, and Damien looks over at me, and he's like, are you laughing because they cut to enslaved? And I was like, yeah, and we literally couldn't fucking stop. Like, the entire rest of the movie, for like 25 minutes, I, I, I'm just trying to stifle laughter. I was looking, I was looking for that scene on, uh, on YouTube, but they didn't have it in the clip. Um, they changed, like, who they panned to or something. I think that... I looked it up a while ago, and there was a clip of somebody. It was like somebody filming his TV. Yeah, and he was yeah, like, I think that was... "Does anybody else notice this?" <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't get a lot of shit for that. Like, what the fuck? I guess it just it went over everybody's head. I don't think it did. I don't see how. Don't like the way it. people are so sensitive now. Like I don't yeah. understand. Uh, it, yeah, it's uh, well. I mean, granted, this was a couple years. Back, yeah. So it was before like Tumblrism kind of caught on. Yeah, okay, here it is, yeah, on YouTube. And it's only got 663 views. Oh, it was God. posted three years ago. It says, X-Men First Class Racist Moment. <laughs> it says, Kevin Bacon looks at black guy when he says enslaved. <laughs> it was so fucked up. I was like, some people are going to be mad. Like, but Yeah, nobody seemed to care. Really disappointing. What do you guys think of the... Uh, the screenshots of like the new movie. I didn't see those. I, see, really? I really don't. I really just yeah. Don't I really don't either. either but point, yeah. the people you know? online are freaking out yeah. about it. Like, because mm. uh, apparently, well, it's true. Apocalypse. They they re they changed him. I guess they recast and they redid the design because we saw a little bit of him at the end of uh, Days of Future Past. You see the pictures of this apocalypse. Oh yeah, sure. And he looks like yeah. Ivan Ooze from the Power Rangers movie. He really does. It's weird. <laughs> oh shit. Oh man, the Power Ranger movie. Uh oh, your intro. Yeah, yeah it was badass. Yeah, it was good. I remember they had like a whole Power Ranger theme in the Discovery Zone because of it. Yeah, I remember yeah. that too. I loved the Discovery Zone. They need to, you know, you you, you want to know how you make a billion fucking dollars. <laughs> Please tell me. You you take something bad. like Discovery Zone. And you make it for adults, like with those big tubes and everything. They mm -hmm. probably just reinforce them a little bit, uh, make them a little bit bigger. And dude, you know how many people would fucking go to that? Like it's like Barcade in Chelsea. There's always a ton of people there, so it's just like this would be Discovery Zone but with alcohol. 
and yeah, you dude. know adults could go in. Sounds like a uh, sounds like a party, man. Sounds like a party. I always wanted to make a maze, right? And this maze would be it would be a gigantic maze, like literally, like we'd have it. It would be I wouldn't even know how to do this, but like it would be this gigantic warehouse. It'd have to be the biggest warehouse you've ever seen. And you walk in, you pay a door fee, right? And you walk in, and you get handed a map. And this maze, it's um, it's uh, basically you walk in and there are bars and restaurants and um, different um, like arcades and dance clubs and stuff all within this maze. Mm -hmm. So you have to walk around the maze and it's like miniature bars and then there are bigger rooms with like, you know, larger dance clubs and each club is playing like a different kind of music. And so you're trying to kind of decipher this map and there are little like hidden clubs that are really tiny. You'd have to like pull up a door and like crawl down a ladder just to like sit in a bar where there's like maybe three or four chairs and to like drink like some kind of real special drink and shit like that. Uh -huh. And um, so you get through this entire maze, you end up socializing with people because, you know, they, you know, to just to try to figure out where the hell you're going, you know, you, it's a whole new way of interacting with people. You know, you're going to end up meeting tons of people you've never spoken to just because you're trying to get through this maze. Right. And then once you get to the end of the maze, there's a, there's like a, a an area that's just full of really comfy big couches and we serve nothing but comfort food. Like comfort food and pancakes and you know different kinds of pastries and upstairs we sell those little uh we can sell you a room for a night but it's like one of those little like Japanese like uh like you know like oh, this is hotel. capsule bed yeah 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 so so that would work, yeah, but you just got to find a way to take that and put it on the internet so people don't have to actually interact with each other. Right. <laughs> and then it would totally work. They would love it. Well, it would be a huge fire hazard. That would be the issue. No. Put it outdoors. So this is the... This, is the this guy? Yeah. That guy. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't, that guy doesn't. I don't know. Oh no. Yeah, that's the new apocalypse. It almost reminds me of a helmet from like an, the old Tron. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. I liked how he looked in the end of that movie. Like, what the fuck? Why did they change it? To make it more like believable. So wasn't Josh Brolin originally supposed to play Apocalypse? Was he? Or no, he's playing. He's yeah, that's right. Okay, honestly. They look the same. Basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This one's slightly less intimidating. Yeah. Well, much less intimidating. I, I just a little bit like Mr. Freeze too. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. Just a little bit. I just I've never been into X Men. I mean, like, the movies were, uh, some of the movies have been really good, but I've never been an X-Men person. Hmm. Yeah, no. Not me either. Not me either. I'd like to see a Spawn movie. Yeah, like mm -hmm. a new one. Like a new one, yeah. They were talking no. for years about doing one, and they were going to do it from, like, the perspective of the two detectives. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, like, Spawn would be, like, he would factor heavily into the movie, but it would give you, like, this sense of kind of awe because you would never actually see, uh, you know, out of his eyes, see things from his perspective. You would really right. be seeing it as a person living in New York. 
um, with this entity that just shows up. Um, and I was like, that's an interesting way to go about doing it. Piss a lot of people off, because you want, you know, Spawn to be the Spawn. central character, but uh, as long as he's in it, well, like, heavily. They did have an, they did have an offshoot. Um, they, they had a uh, comic book just about them. Yeah. You know? Right. And it was kind of like that. But, uh, yeah, I want to see Spawn, like, fucking with the cape and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, just straight up Spawn. But I don't think I'll ever get that. I don't think anyone's ever going to make a... A Hellspawn movie. I don't know. I, I, I feel like they could get they could easily get away with it. It's just a matter of uh, matter of whoever's got the rights putting it out there. Because if ever there was a time, it's like right now where every other movie is a superhero film. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Have you seen that show? They're they're releasing this show on Fox, and it's a um, it's called Lucifer. Oh god, that trailer looks so bad. <laughs> it's based on the comic. Have you it's, seen the it's trailer? It's based on the actual Lucifer. It's fucking terrible looking. Like that's yeah, too bad. Terrible. It's gonna be on Jesus. Fox. That says everything. Yeah, it's just terrible. That sucks. Oh, I forgot about that trailer. Oh my god, <laughs> I watched it a couple months ago. I was like, oh, what the fuck? They were talking like, oh, about. Cool, they're turning this into a show, and then I was like, mm, never mind. It's Fox. Okay. They were talking about uh, on Fat Man on Batman. Um, the Constantine show that got canceled. And mm -hmm. uh, they made a really good point. It's like, that should have been a fucking HBO show. And then yeah. you just, like, do the full-blown, you know, John Constantine, uh, do it Game of Thrones style where it has, like, a, a decent production value. And you could do pretty much whatever you wanted. And I think Lucifer would work the same way. It's like, how are you, how are you gonna... Okay, come on. For, for network television, how are you going to make a TV show where Satan is the main character, and he's a sympathetic figure. Like, who is that going to play to in a, in a general audience? It's crazy. It's going to be so watered down that it's, like, what's the point? It seems really watered down. I don't know much about the comic book, though. What's the whole um, breakdown to be the storyline? It's like a spinoff of the Sandman comics. Like, there was that one... Um, Sandman story where he goes into hell and then uh, Lucifer and, and and Dream of the Undying uh, they have this whole conversation about how Lucifer is just kind of like this misunderstood figure he's like I don't want to be you know the devil I don't have any interest in doing that um, and he's like the thing about hell is it's a choice like I'm not holding anybody here against their will and so he and he ends up like clearing oh, hell out. Their own guilt. Yeah. Well, he he ends up like kicking them all out of hell. So everybody that's ever that. gone to hell like is back in you know in the ethereal realm. And he's like, I've never held anybody here against their will except for you. And then he traps Dream in hell. Mm. And. Uh, so he gets out, but like th there was a spin-off comic that it's been kind of hit or miss, um, uh, where he's you know going on his own adventures. And I never really followed it too terribly, but I did like him in the Sandman comics. I thought it was an interesting character, and they based him on David Bowie. So the way he looks, right. yeah, so well, that was cool. David Bowie is Lucifer. Yeah, he is literally the devil. In real like, life, uh, you know. Not a lot of people know that, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude. No, I think, you know, you say that it's not, you know, like, who's going to, like, sympathize with them and stuff. I think right now is the perfect time to to do shit like that, mm -hmm. you know? 
It really is the perfect time to do shit like that. I mean. Yeah, but and I I think that you're right, but I think that it would play much better on something like HBO because like Fox. HBO, yeah. Like, have you ever watched Gotham? No, no, because I didn't want to. It, it's bad. Like, it's really bad. They they take all of the, the edge out of fucking Batman, and that's not a character with a tremendous amount of edge to begin with. Um, you take something like Lucifer, it's like, when I say that, you have to start to think about um, the audience in as much as it's a very general audience. They're going to have to... I don't even know how they're going to do it, to tell you the truth, because you, you got so many people, you would have like the religious right being like, you can't make a show about Satan where he's a good guy! Um... <laughs> On HBO, they would be like, "Who gives a shit? We'll we'll make this." And uh, yeah, we have we routinely have this show where uh, these these twins are fucking and uh, children are being set on fire. Uh, we we could handle the whole Lucifer thing, <laughs> but on Fox, I I don't even know what the fuck this show is gonna look like. You know, Lucifer uh, translates to uh, relates to like um, like a match head. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. mean well, it means light bringer. Yeah, Lightbringer, Star of the Morning. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Morning Star. Yeah, Morning Star. Lucifer, Morning Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, his last yeah. name in the comic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shit. I'm diving into the uh, the black magic, Gion. Oh, are you? No. Like Alan Moore? Like Alan like, Moore? Uh, <laughs> like Graham Morrison? <laughs> you should start doing a bunch of acid and, or, and ecstasy and go into raves. And practicing black magic just like Grant Morrison because that's how you become successful. <laughs> or at least a successful, interesting comic book writer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah listen, to, listen to Fat Man on Batman episode, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, just look it up. Google it. It's great. It's a two-parter. Very interesting. Yeah, really he t- interesting guy. He talks about, yeah, like tripping balls and then like speaking with demons. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Like, he's, these entities that were, like, made of scorpions and coming out. And, and he doesn't talk about it in, like, a joking way. No, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, serious. dead serious. He's like, this shit really happened to me. Like, he's like, these are, re- these, like, these are real events that transpired, mm-hmm. like... Oh, well, if you've ever done, if you've ever done, like, a hallucinogen, mm-hmm. you, you do, like, you will believe, like, it, it happens. Sure. You know, like, the event... The event that you're dealing with, it's it's there in your mind's eye. It's actually happening, and it very well could be happening. I mean, you know. So I think some of these events happened while he wasn't on drugs either. He was just <laughs> doing black magic. Yeah, yeah. That's and why I don't want to mess strange with the black magic, bro. Yeah. But no, I don't want to mess with the. The thing that's great about it is like. He, do, he he talks about it so straight as if he was telling you, like, oh, this is what happened on the a subway. A story, yeah, yeah, like, like something... And, and yeah. completely unwaveringly not questioning how ridiculous it is. He's just like, yeah, this mm-hmm. happened. And, uh, I don't know. It was a good episode. It's, it's just like, he drops one thing, and then that just leads into another crazy-ass story. And he's just dropping it, like, as a fact, you know? He's like, yeah. oh, that's like this, and, the, you know... But he's mentioning it as, like, an aside to another story that he's telling. Mm-hmm. And then he's, he's like, wait, Kevin's sister's like, wait, wait, what the fuck did you just say? Like, you need to tell me this now. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, sure, okay, so this is how this, you know. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I want to party with this guy. <laughs> like, holy shit. 
And it's not even like in an Alan Moore kind of way, like where Alan Moore's this kind of, you know, become this recluse where it's like, yeah. yeah it doesn't say it crazy. in like a spooky butthole way. Yeah, he <laughs> like comes off as like a completely <laughs> normal guy normal that guy. just happens yeah. to have interacted with demons and the undead. Yeah. It's very Scottish. Yeah. Uh, mystical man. <laughs> very Scottish, in fact. Heavy, heavy accent. Oh my God. Okay, well, we're about just almost an hour and a half. I think we should start calling it to a close. Cool. I got some errands to run. Got to go record a thing for, for, they can't say the name of it, but like a sandwich shop. But... Subway? No. Are you helping Jared out of his... Oh, that would actually be awesome. (laughs) Like, I didn't even make that connection. Like, You're the new mascot? Because that's what it sounds like. like. You're you're a bee, right? You're an animated (laughs) bee. And that's promoting Oh, Subway. I hope this is a thing making fun of Jared, because it's very much for a Subway competitor. That would be great. Oh, Quiznos, then. No. Uh, is this a New York thing? No, it's, it's nationwide. Hmm, sandwich. It's Jimmy John's, I'll cut that out. But. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's so cool, man. Jimmy John's is, Jimmy John's all They're right. tasty, I haven't eaten there in years. It's but... good, I, lo- I like the Vito, the Vito's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, that is. It's provolone, like, salami. What's the one that's like that, but it's like, it's prosciutto. even bigger. Like, it's the giant version. Um, that is, that's Because that's a tasty sandwich. Italian? Yeah. <laughs> it's not called the, it's not called the fat Italian, it's, uh, it's something like that, though. It's just, you just ask them, hey, what's Vito's big brother? <laughs> Yo, we exactly all, what, yeah, asking. yeah. What's hey? What's Vito's? But you gotta say it in that taxi cab driver. Right. We were talking about. Uh, hey, what's uh, Vito's big brother? <laughs> uh, yeah, what's that sandwich? Let me get that. Okay, well, fellas, it has been a pleasure, as always. Um, I'm Tyler Fucking Pino. Gian Gomez. Eugene Lasso. Uh, you guys have a wonderful week. <laughs>